Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Monday, May 6th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're talking about Miami's rent crisis and how people can actually afford to live in Florida's most happening destination city. Vice writer Ali Conti likes to remind us that human beings were never meant to live in Florida. And this fact becomes more true the farther south you get in the state. Nonetheless, Florida continues to grow and grow and that's pushing up rent costs. Well, a new report draws a stark picture of economic inequality in the Miami metro area. And what this all adds up to is a harsh reality where increasingly poor people in Miami have nowhere to live. So today I sat down with Conti to talk about the wild world of Miami and what it takes to actually live there. Hey, Allie. Hey, Sophie. How are you? Good. Uh, you're from Miami, right? Uh, not technically. I am from Florida, but I did live there for two years. Cool. What part of Florida are you from? I'm from the middle part, just the Disney outskirts. <laughs> nice, nice. So you report on Florida a lot. Vice likes to talk about Florida a lot. Who doesn't like to talk about Florida? It's true. It's true. So... Tell us, for this particular Florida story, what questions were you looking to answer? So I took a trip there in February, and it was completely unrecognizable to me what had happened to the city. Um, it had been maybe a year and a half since I'd been there, and so and you were much... And you were in Miami. Yeah, so much had changed, and I, I was curious as to how people making either minimum or median income could even afford basic housing and food there. So later on in this interview, we're going to get to sort of what you found out about all the different factors that are leading to displacement in Miami. But to begin with, will you paint us a picture, give us a general sense of the economic landscape right now in the city? You wrote about how it has the highest proportion of overburdened renters in the U.S. and also that it's one of the most racially unequal cities. So break that down for us. So basically, there was a new report showing that um, more than 60% of adults living in Miami were spending more than 30% of their income just on rent. And that's a pretty high proportion. Yeah. It doesn't leave a lot left over for other stuff like transportation and food. And as far as the, the racial element is concerned, the average median income of a white family in Miami is more than $100,000, where for a black family, it's under $4,000. So... Yeah, that's like a pretty shocking that's wealth gap. Huge. Yeah. And another aspect of Miami and of Florida is its vulnerability to the effects of climate change. And you actually open your piece with a line, human beings were not meant to live in Florida. And the piece kind of gets darker from there. But you use a phrase called climate gentrification when talking about Miami. Can you explain what that means and what it looks like? 
Sure. So just like anywhere else, you know, traditionally the wealthier people live on the coastline. That's the most desirable real estate. And, you know, as the realities of climate change become more apparent, people that have a lot of wealth are moving further and further inland in search of, you know, homes that are a bit higher up. And obviously that causes some displacement for the communities who have been there and, you know, more low income places for for generations. And they're kind of finding themselves with nowhere to go. Who are those communities? Can you give us a little bit more detail about them? Sure. So, I mean, anecdotally, I can talk a little bit about Little Haiti. Mm -hmm. Um, That's being really gentrified now. There's a lot of, you know, art galleries and things popping up there. And a lot of people are, you know, there's basically like no Haitians in Little Haiti anymore. And that's that's kind of uh, mm-hmm. shocking. Um, let's see, other neighborhoods like Liberty City, which is where Moonlight, that mm-hmm. Oscar-winning movie, took place. Traditionally very impoverished neighborhood. That's becoming somewhat of a hot commodity for real estate, whereas, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that would be unheard of. Um, so basically all the kind of historically black communities are now really coming up against what I would call hyper-gentrification, because it's happening so rapidly. Yeah. And one of the things you talk about in your piece is minimum wage laws in Florida and how they affect people living there. Can you talk about that? Sure. So basically, no municipality or area in Florida is allowed to make their minimum wage higher than the rest of the state. And, you know, Florida is a very diverse state socioeconomically, you know, you can live in Orlando or in North Florida for not very much money, but Miami is a, you know, a very expensive destination city. So for them to not be able to make the minimum wage commensurate to the the cost of living, it's really putting people in a a tough place. Yeah. So what is the minimum wage in Miami? It just went up to 846, I want to say, which, you know, that means somebody working 40 hours a week brings home an extra eight bucks in their paycheck. You know, that's not really much of an (laughs) increase. And the state Supreme Court just uh, somewhat recently stopped Miami Beach from making their their minimum wage slightly higher than that of the state. So that's still being upheld as uh, unconstitutional in Florida. Yeah. You described a city where the majority of people are working more than one job to survive. Can you talk about some of the people you spoke to and their stories? Sure. So, I mean, I, I got in touch with quite a few people that were working uh, minimum wage jobs at, at Burger King and other fast food places through Fight for 15, which is the movement to try to raise the minimum mm-hmm. wage to $15 in Florida. Um, and, and, and elsewhere. And elsewhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, more successful elsewhere. Yeah. Far, but. Yeah. So these are are people that, you know, uniformly have one to three jobs, you know, like they really can't make it, you know, on one. So if they only have one, they're getting help living with family, you know, relying on public assistance or a combination of all that stuff. It's actually not possible to afford, you know, housing at all if you're only working one or two even jobs. So most people have all kinds of side hustles, some extra legal. But yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah. So what makes the rent crisis in Miami different than what we're seeing in other cities? Because it's, you know, a problem here in New York. It's a problem in San Francisco. It's a problem all over the place. So what's sort of specific to the story you reported? 
Sure. So, you know, Florida was hit probably harder than most places during the foreclosure crisis. People were building lots of homes. And when people were building all those homes, there was kind of a de-emphasis on building apartment buildings and condos. So when a bunch of people lost their homes, there was no place for them that was slightly more affordable for them Mm -hmm. to move. So lots of people were displaced at once and there was nowhere for them to go. So basically the cycle is, you know, a a condo building or an apartment building will be built that'll kind of relieve the pressure of the market for a tiny amount of time. And then, you know, more people will reach adult age and it begins again because there's more people needing to, you know, move out of their parents' house and get their first apartment. So it's kind of just this cyclical thing, and mm-hmm. we can't really get ahead of it. Um, there's just not enough space for people to move to. Yeah. Another element of this story is looking at public transportation or kind of the lack thereof in Miami and how you basically need to own a car to get around on time, at least. You know, it's hard if you don't, and how that affects low-income and working-class people in the city. What did you find? Yeah, I mean, just from my personal experience, the public transit in Miami is just a god-awful mess. It's <laughs> not, you know, befitting of the kind of world-class city Miami, you know, bills itself as. Right. You can't really get around unless you have a car. And, yeah, that's a, an incredible burden to put on somebody that's making less than $9 an hour to say, you know, you have to have a car, put gas in it, pay for insurance, you know, be prepared to pay a ticket, you know, if that happens. It's just basically they're paying bunch of money to be able to to work. It's essentially a, right. you know, a regressive tax. Yeah. So your story paints kind of a depressing picture of where Miami is at. You like go through all these different headings and you're like, you know, the minimum wage is incredibly low and the public transportation is really bad um, and everyone's working a million jobs and has no free time. And then If they wanted to participate in what Miami is super famous for, which is nightlife and partying and like spending your free time, having fun, you really can't because all of that stuff is incredibly inaccessible to almost everyone. It's super, super expensive. I was curious as I read your piece, like what your goal was in writing it and kind of like what you wanted your readers to walk away with. Sure. I mean, I think maybe just drawing attention to the fact that there's this whole like kind of for lack of a better phrase, underclass that makes Mm. the city work. You know, it's famous for, you know, being in the backdrop of music videos and for all these hyper expensive mega clubs. But, you know, the people who work in those clubs and make them run and make the city run in a lot of ways. You know, this isn't just people work at Burger King. It's teachers. You know, it's civil servants, middle class people can't really afford to, you know, enjoy the amenities that the city is known for. And, you know, I'm not trying to be an activist you know it's not really my job but I do think that a lot of that could be alleviated from you know making it possible for Miami and Miami Beach and other places in South Florida to raise their wages I don't think that it's possible for anyone to survive unless they're very wealthy in today's Miami and so that law probably needs to be re-examined yeah why do you think it's important for people reading national news and, and consuming national media like on vice.com to kind of read an article that zooms so closely into Florida? No, I think that, um, you know, the problems that Miami is facing are indicative of, of what's happening in 
plenty of other places like New York, San Francisco, or basically any other major city in the U.S. I don't think you have to particularly care about Miami or be from there to, to recognize that this is a problem that is universal in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, thanks, Allie. Thank you so much. I look forward to more Florida reporting. Same. <laughs> cool. You can read the full story at vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And make sure to tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.